Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fuse Ignites. I am your host, Anthony Sturpey, and I want to thank you for tuning in to talk to us and find out what's happening in education, what happened, what is happening in our schools, what's happening across the country, what's happening around the world. As many of you know this year, I have been busy traveling all over, meeting and talking to teachers from across the globe. So today we have a special treat for so many of our members. We're actually going to talk to someone who used to work in our district as part of our continuing guest series. Uh, We're going to talk to Matt Samuelson, who was a beloved teacher in our school and went on to serve as an administrator in another school, but I'm going to let him talk to you about that. And we're going to ask him some questions about New Rochelle, about his experience at New Rochelle, about um, where he is now and what he is doing. So let me go ahead and get Matt on the phone so that we can talk to him and find out what's happening in his school and how we can help what's happening there to make our schools even that much better. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, Anthony. How are you? I'm good. So um, thank you for being uh, one of our guests on Fuse Ignites. As a former Fuse member, um, I'm sure you will provide amazing insight. Um, could you just could you just let us know? Um, so you worked at New Rochelle in New Rochelle. Could you let us know what your role was, where you are now, and what you're doing? Yeah. So uh, I was thrilled. I loved working in New Rochelle. I spent uh, seven years working at Albert Leonard Middle School, um, and I taught English there uh, to seventh and eighth grade, all levels, advanced to uh, AIS, and then. Uh, I moved over to the high school, and I taught ninth and 10th grade English there, and I loved it. I love the energy of New Rochelle, of the people there, the teachers. I still feel like they're my family. I miss it deeply. Uh, I had a great experience, but I uh, transitioned into a new role, and for the last three and a half years, I've been the assistant principal in Irvington High School, which is in lovely uh, bucolic Irvington, just underneath the Tappan Zee Bridge, and I'm having a blast. What is an aspect, having come from New Rochelle, being at Irvington now, getting a little bit of distance between um, where you were then and where you are now, what is an aspect of New Rochelle that you think we need to celebrate and why? So that's a great question, Anthony. And, you know, I heard one of my favorite people of all time, Mary Claire Breslin, on your podcast a few weeks ago. And, you know, she was talking about uh, – just the, the, the vast diversity and the array of, of backgrounds and people who come to New Rochelle that make it like this incredible blend. And I would say that's a great answer, and she stole it from me. So I'm going to go with my uh, second best answer, which is a grit. New Rochelle is a, a city that is made up of people with backbone, with energy and uh, tenacity. Uh, and you see that in every single aspect of it. So whether it's the students who are pushing hard to achieve, whether it's on the football field or on the stage or uh, in the math classroom. We have kids who are striving and looking to become the masters of whatever their domains are. And the teachers who are incredible uh, teammates pushing together to reach new heights, uh, explore new ideas, be innovative. And, you know, there are challenges. There are challenges in the big school district, and teachers and students need to be tough to overcome just the the little things that get in the way every single day that can make it make uh, easy to lose faith. But we have grit in New Rochelle. And those and those teachers and those students, they never lose it. And it's because you know the third piece is that we have this component of family. 
these, this community of New Rochelle that stands behind its schools, it stands behind its school leaders, uh, they come to every football game, they come to every art opening, and they believe, and they push hard, and they, and they, I don't know, there's a strength, there's a core of steel inside of New Rochelle, and um, I, I think that there's got to be a way to highlight that and everything that we do. New Rochelle's a great, great You town. You may experience this as well in Irvington now, but um, I have found that as I've traveled and I've talked to teachers, I've been very surprised that the longevity that teachers have at New Rochelle, um, that's not something that you find absolutely everywhere and so you're right like there is something that makes teachers come here and then there is something that makes teachers stay here once they're here i'll tell you i i'm i'm, I'm thrilled with the transition i've made in my my professional life but i i miss just every aspect of working in new rochelle and and my colleagues there it's um it's it's a little that's the one bittersweet part I, I won't lie. It well we miss you. We we definitely miss you. Um, what is a learning initiative from your district that you, that you're in now that you're proud of, and why? Okay, so uh, great question, and I'm going to focus in on something that our English department has been working on. Um, you know, we have been really working hard to get our students to demonstrate their thinking through their writing and pushing them to use writing as a platform for exploring their thought as opposed to the end product in a thought process. So it, what I mean by that is we're using some uh, writing to think techniques that, are, that produce frequent, low-stakes uh, writing opportunities for kids to engage with a question, um, really suss things out in writing, make an artifact of their thought process, and then they use it later to go back when they're ready to do their more formal writing they have all of these low-stakes, casual interactions with the paper that they can use to inform their thinking. I think what it does is it really creates a, a place where uh, a, pro a thought process gets tracked. I was in a classroom recently, and the teacher was talking to a very advanced group of students about how they needed to move away from this notion that a thesis paper needed to be a definitive uh, position on a question that, that brooked no argument. And she was making the asser assertion that a powerful writer has the ability to present a, uh, a thesis and argue it with fidelity on paper for the reader to question as they navigate the uh, article or the, uh, the essay, and that they can allow themselves to come to a different thesis at the conclusion than the one they started with. And I'm struck by how authentic that is and how very similar that is to the real human thought process and the closer that we can get to authenticity, the closer we can get to real expression. And I'm so, so proud of our students and our teachers for embracing um, this work. It's been really exciting. I, I think what you're talking about, too, is sort of this silent movement when you see what's making kids be successful. At the core of it are those experiences, like you're saying, that we're making it authentic and we're making it real. And I do, like, getting to work with teachers from all over the world, I... I it, it is something that's happening here. It's, it is something that I think our, uh, our education system here needs to be proud of. And I hope that I see more and more schools embrace that idea because, yeah, I, at my work too, um, when, the, when it's authentic and real for the kids, there's just such a difference in investment. There really is. Yeah. There's no question about it. And then when they are successful, the wins are so much bigger and – and when they struggle, at least you have a process that you that you that you led that led yourself there. It's been it's been a struggle because we have certain 
um, I don't know, traditional strategies that we we lean back on. But it's been uh, really eye-opening to see how great the results have been. Sure. Uh, How how can schools create, uh, this is big for me, but how can schools create equity for their students building off of that? (sighs) You know, as a as a as administrator in a in a small school, I can tell you, where we have been successful in that has been a result of listening, keeping our ears open, and and communicating with students and teachers about uh, what their lives are, what they're looking for, what they're experiencing, and 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 not to. Uh, I, I, listen, I love teaching. I love the proximity to students, and uh, I really enjoyed being in the classroom. And I I wouldn't fool myself into thinking that this shift into the into the office space hasn't created a gulf between uh, the students that I love and, and myself. But I will say that teachers are such a great place to, to harvest what the students are experiencing and to learn about what they're looking for. And the teachers um, are attuned to the needs of everyone in their room. And they get ideas from their students and through student council and through the classroom discussions. What you have to do is you just have to be ready to harvest and ready to innovate. One of the things we're most excited about uh, in Irvington also is this innovation fund that we've created over the last few years, pushing kids to come up with ideas and helping them to, to fund them and start them, light them up, and get them fed and moving. Um, and that's part about like having your ears open and looking for the corners of the building that don't always get observed and finding ways to, I don't know, incentivize participation. It's been great. We've been able to find uh, a lot of really great ideas coming out of our, our students, and as a result, I think we find um, that we have a, a more balanced uh, voice in the building. But the work never finishes. It never ends. We're constantly looking for new things and to make sure that everyone has access uh, and agency. And I think that we create that by listening and by making sure that people understand that, you know, my dad used to say decisions get made by people who show up. Inviting people to the table is critical, making sure they know that they have an opportunity to speak and be heard, and then letting them know that if they don't come, there are other opportunities for these kinds of things. It's the best way to create the voice of everyone together. Ooh, I'm going to have to turn that into a sign and say that I'm... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to... I know. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna say that I made it up myself. <laughs> I'm stealing it. <laughs> well, okay, okay. That good point. Fair. <laughs> so, um, what would besides the fact that I'm I, I'm gonna be like, hey, has anyone ever thought of starting an innovation fund? Besides that, because I'm gonna steal that too. Um, what would you love to see happen for New Rochelle as they change and as they grow? Having been part of it, having been part of our family, and still being part of our family. From afar, as you watch, what do you want to see happen? I think we need, uh, well, I'm distant now, but I I remember feeling when I was there that we had so many great minds uh, in the classroom and so many great minds uh, in in the leadership team, but there is, you know, it's a struggle to communicate openly. And if I had to put my finger on something I'd love to see, you know, really improve, is that um, administrative teaching relationship where there's a, a mutual trust, a mutual vision of, of where uh, we want to go and how we can get there. Uh, I think there's a couple of steps that need to happen in, in order to get to that place. I mean, I think the first thing is the teacher voice needs to be elevated, and I think it needs to expand to all parts of the district. And I think the other p- part that needs to happen is that the teachers have to be ready to listen to, that the administration um, has a, a different vantage point on uh, on the on the whole system, the the ecosystem, the bio the bio biome that is New Rochelle. That sometimes I think, at least I can say for myself, eluded me when I was a teacher. So we have to find a way to find some transparency and some openness 
um, and bring those two parties together because the intentions are good, the energy is there, and certainly the talent is deep in New Rochelle. Just got to find the right table and the right place to talk it through. I think I, – uh, so I never answer that particular question, but I, honestly, I, I think you and I are so in line of, of, of all the people that I've interviewed who have answered that. That would be closest to my answer because I agree with you. I think that there is um, there is a riff between the two sides and there is uh, a lack of communication. And as I talk to teacher after teacher, and even administrator after administrator, people feel that. And we have to find a way. You know, I hope as new leadership comes in at the top, that's one of the things that happens is that people start communicating and celebrating. Like the power of celebration. Um, you know, walking into a classroom and, and telling someone what you like about what they're doing as opposed to what you don't like about what they're doing. Like, that goes a long, long way. Um, so just even between teachers, like you're saying, between um, between administrators and teachers, between administrators and administrators, SR, SRPs and, you know, and and security, like what, what whoever it is that's, that's talking, I think that there needs to be a lot more celebration. Well, actually, you, you know, I don't want to get you off track, but one of the things you just mentioned there that I love about New Rochelle, too, is, is that the, the fuse is made up of, of everybody who comes in contact with kids in the building. So you really do get a, a really balanced and, and wide perspective. I love working with that team, and I think that's one of the greatest parts of that district. It, it is both a blessing and a curse for the following way. Sometimes we forget that we are on the same side, and so I have to re- stop people and I have to remind them, whoa we are part of the same family because I think that sometimes we, we forget that. Um, but once you, you realize it and you realize like, whoa, yeah, we're all here fighting for the kids together. Um, and, and like you're saying, listening to one another. And once that listening starts to occur across, you know, job areas and content areas and specialties and assignments, it's really a nice thing. It's nice to know that I can walk into the cafeteria and there is a custodial uh, there's someone from custodial there and I can ask that person about a student and you know that I have their support oh I'm going to find that student and I'm going to bring them to you and then you know the next thing you know security because the custodial talk to the security is bringing that student that, that person to you just the fact that we do have that connection and that w- we are at the end of the day a family I agree I think it's a strength I think it's a big strength um and and I, I yeah and I'm 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 proud to be of it part of it otherwise I wouldn't have been doing this darn part podcast you know? well I, and I, <laughs> that's what made me so excited about when I first heard it and I and I I think I'd be remiss in saying because I'm so happy where I am too that that same energy is here at Irvington also and I think it's one the, it's a common thread between districts where you have you know teachers who care and students who are invested is just knowing that everybody's everybody's on board everybody's hands are in the middle. And we're, and we're looking to find solutions. You know, I, I, I'm very fortunate to have the opportunities that I had where I'm getting to go to other schools and see other schools and not and you sort of alluded this to this in, in what you just said. Not every school is like that. And I don't 
yeah, and 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 being inside, sometimes you lose sight of that, and you don't know. Like, wait, stop! Not every school across the country is like that because the impact of geography, of the size of an area of a district, the number of students, how many schools there are, it really does change that dynamic in so many places across our country and across the globe. Because I get to talk to people about what their experiences in their school and to hear it, we are in I think even like the Westchester area, you know, New Rochelle to Irvington and beyond, we're lucky. We really are. You know what, Anthony, the work that you're doing in this in this is so important because it spreads I think some of the key themes that, that schools want to see. And I know that you've been traveling and that you've gotten to see some learning opportunities all over the world in Azerbaijan lately and <laughs> I, I have to imagine that those that there have been great uh, things you've seen that are inspiring and I'm sure you've also seen things that made you long for home. You know, so I guess that's the part of the message for New Rochelle and Irvington and Scarsdale and Chappaqua is that, like, you got to take a deep breath when you struggle and keep your eyes on the things that are great because there's a lot of great, and you got to all come together and, 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 and bask in it and then band together to, to, to deal with the struggle. I, I, whether this following statement stays in the podcast or when I hang up with you, I immediately cut it out. <laughs> um, I don't know yet. I'll have to see how I feel. But... One of the things that happens when I'm going abroad, like I've had a couple of job offers as I've been out there and I've been abroad where I'll be somewhere and I'll be very engaged with their community for a number of days. And there will be so many positive things about their community that are tempting, you know, that are, are a little bit about like a, you know, like a fairy tale in a Disney movie sort of experience where you're like, oh, if I come here, this will be perfect. But at the end of the day, th I never regret for a moment or even question taking those opportunities, although there might be a little bit of fantasy in the moment, I, I never ever am like, no, I'm going to leave New Rochelle and what I'm doing and what I'm doing with the kids there. It is a special place. Westchester is a special place. New York is a special place. And it, it, um, it, you know, I, I always make that easy decision to come home. And we're very pleased. I'm sure your kids are too. Yeah. Um, so what is your three-word hope for everyone out there during this school year? Holy smokes, three words. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm not known for being uh, <laughs> precise. Can I say uh, onward and upward? Yes. Onward and upward, Anthony. I think that's it, right? We've got to keep moving. We've got to keep growing. We've got to keep improving. I tell my children, my personal children, Ben and Elliot, who I, who I love very much, um, just be better today than you were yesterday. Amen. Every day. Um, well, golly, you're going to be in good shape. I just said golly. <laughs> uh, you're going to be in great shape. And I, I think that would be my message, onward and upward. All right. That's awesome. See, so I, I, I want to thank you because I know that you are busy and you have a busy schedule. I want to thank you for taking the time. So flattered uh, that you would even invite me. I think this is great. And, you know, uh, I would just say to you and to all of uh, the people who I, I love and, and, and miss deeply in your Rochelle, um, keep going. You guys are doing great. I'm hearing the best things about the innovation and the work that you're doing in Albert and, and, and the high school. Keep going. And if anybody ever decides they want to leave New Rochelle, uh, give me a <laughs> Happy to help you. All right. Now i got to decide if I'm keeping that in. No, it's staying in. It's all staying in. I'm kidding. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, and, and I appreciate everyone who's out there from listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of Fuse Ignites. Music.